0: See Heather McDonald, James O'Keefe, and Sheriff David Clark at Freedom Summit 2018. Get your tickets at freedomsummitchicago.com.
1: Dan and Sean from Elmwood Park in for Amy J. this morning. And Melania Trump sat down for a, an exclusive interview with ABC News following around in Egypt and perhaps other places in Africa. I don't know what ABC News' uh, schedule was, but... Uh, Melania did grant a uh, no-questions-barred interview, and uh, this is going to be air tomorrow night. But, of course, to try and uh, whip up interest in uh, something other than Clinton Foundation Donor Zero, they uh, have teased a couple of the Q&A sets between Melania and ABC. Uh, Melania asked what uh, the most surprising thing about being First Lady has been.
2: It's sad to see that um, organizations and foundations I want to partner with uh, choose not to because of the administration. And uh, I feel they choosing the politics over helping others.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, see, you're too young. You don't understand. I was a Bullwinkle fan. I keep waiting for him to come out of the background. I love it. Love it. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh... It was interesting because she was pressed on, well, give me an example of the, one of those organizations that won't help you even though you have the same objective because of the politics. And she restrained. She's very restrained. I, I find her actually pretty shrewd politically in a sense of sort of knowing her position in this milieu of D.C. and American politics. And so she said, I'm not going to I'm not going to call anybody out. They know who they are. Uh, Also, of course, not surprisingly, asked about uh, the Me Too movement and and really against the backdrop of the Kavanaugh confirmation and uh, whether or not she stands with women. You know, one of those banal questions only a D.C. journalist could ask.
2: Uh, I support the women and they need to be heard. We need to support them. And, you know, also men, not just women.
0: Do you think men in the the news that have been accused of, of sexual assault, sexual harassment, have been treated unfairly?
2: You need to have a really hard evidence that, you know, that if you accuse of something, show the evidence. Some
0: women might hear that and say, how could you say that, Mrs. Trump? You you need to stand with women. What
2: would you say? I do stand with women, but we need to, we need to show the evidence. You cannot just say to somebody, I was, you know, sexually assaulted and, or you did that to me, or, because sometimes the media goes too far. And um, the way they portray some stories it's it's not correct it's not right
1: yeah and the way they don't portray other stories uh examples of uh i would say more than on incivility on the left that minnesota teacher we talked about earlier in the week rosemount minnesota who tweeted so who's going to take one for the team and kill kavanaugh
0: oh it's a great she tweeted really
1: great school teacher she (laughs) she was put on paid administrative leave oh well you got to give her pay she's now resigned South Charlotte Middle School, uh, on the uh, marquee on their sign in front what of the school, space. F. Kavanaugh on the marquee.
0: Oh my word! And they spelled it out. They didn't just put F. Kavanaugh.
1: No, they spelled it out. What and a disgrace! Somebody caught a picture of it. The school retweets with this with this the letters taken down, the F. Kavanaugh taken down. That's fake news. It wasn't there. Unfortunately, other people had seen it and taken pictures as well. And in fact, it was there. So the then fallback excuse and potentially it's the case was we left the sign unlocked and the letters were unlocked. And so somebody posted this, but it certainly wasn't the school or administrators who did it. But even if it wasn't the school or administrators, I mean, a culture that begets these reactions from adults, Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, including Eric Holder, including Hillary Clinton. starting
0: to think they're right, though, Dan, because maybe we are too civilized. Maybe we should go in the school and grab the administrator by his hair and make him change it with his face.
1: Um, you would fit in very well, apparently, at yeah. South Charlotte Middle School. Now you can't leave. Uh, all right. For more on the topic of civility, uh, Melania's interview, her, uh, her, her as a, a political asset for the president. We're pleased to be joined again by our friend David Drucker who is a senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. David, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to be here. Why don't we start with Melania and just uh, the decision at this time, three and a half weeks out, to do this sort of open-ended, wide-ranging interview with uh, ABC News and uh, uh, have the country hear from the First Lady.
3: Well, look, I think that that Republicans believe they ended up on the right side of the Kavanaugh fight. uh, I think that they're looking at, Senate races, they're looking at an increase in Republican interests in the election. Um, And I think it's fair to say that this was not just an open and and shut case politically um, for either side, but that means it wasn't an open and shut case for the Democratic Party. So I I doubt that Melania Trump, the first lady, was thinking all of these things when uh, she sat for the interview. I think this was more about her her first solo international trip and all of that. But, look, I, I don't think anybody at the White House is going to be upset with what she had to say.
0: I, I have a question about your article, Top Republican Groups Split on How to Save the House Majority, uh, on your website, thewashingtonexaminer.com. Um, I'm curious about this because I don't want to follow the path of the old establishment Republican. The problem is, I'm seeing the minority who used to be called the Liberty Caucus capitulate to that old majority. Do do does someone like me have a have a chance that, in fact, the Republican Party will stop turning into the Democrat Party and stand for capitalism and principles, or am I just passe now? I mean, you're kind of passe. Right. Look, I, I think that
3: <laughs> I think that the look, I think that that you know the. I think that the Republican Party continues to be uh, populated by, you know, different factions of Republicans. You know, some some um, are going to be Republicans on fiscal matters or national security matters or cultural issues. Some are going to be populist. Some are going to be sort of your old school, uh, small government, uh, free trade capitalists. Um, but, you know, look, I think right now there's just not that big of an appetite among Republicans or um, Principles? really reducing the size and scope of government, except when it comes to regulatory reform and the kinds of regulations that impact uh, various industries. I think there, what you've seen under Trump and you've seen in Congress is, is, a support, is, is a lot of support to disentangle and to sort of untangle all of the regulations that have built up under Obama. But when it comes to reforming Medicare and Social Security and Medicaid, the, the real cost drivers in the government, and obviously, as you've seen with attitudes on trade and how involved the government should be in, in, in the economy in that regard, that's just not where the sort of power base of the party is.
1: Right. The, uh, there's, there's no seeming appetite uh, outside of outgoing Speaker Paul Ryan f- to talk about structural reform entitlements, but there does seem to be energy, and uh, this is uh, pointed out by the President's op-ed in USA Today, To oppose sort of the full on uh, Democrat socialism that's being proposed by the other side. And so he takes up the Medicare for all, $32 billion, probably a lowball estimate, a gambit by Bernie Sanders and uh, the socialists to formally have the government take over the health insurance market. And the president's decision to uh, write that op-ed and take up that issue seems to indicate that he and, and maybe congressional Republicans do want to have that conversation about some form of capitalism that the cap the republicans support versus the full on socialism where where the energy on the left resides
3: so i i don't actually think that's what's going on i think it's okay. more of a cultural argument I, I i think it's more of a political cultural argument i mean the, the argument that republicans are making is that that government control of the health care system i.e medicare for all would destroy medicare as we know it which is a form of socialist Right. Uh, socialist medicine. Um, now, it's it's not government control of the entire health care system and people pay in over the course of their life so that they can use Medicare once they're um, retired or of retirement age. But it is a form of government involvement in medicine. And actually, because Medicare has become so big and such a big it's a big driver of, of drug costs and doctors and what they charge and hospitals and so the argument isn't let's let's reduce the amount of government involvement in, in healthcare. It's let's protect the part of government and involvement in healthcare that we all like, and not do the kind of thing we don't like. So it's a, it's a well, sort of interesting. It, it could be a very effective political argument, by the way, but it's not quite um, the argument for a freer healthcare market beyond what we have now. It's just an argument not to muck up what everybody likes
0: so in essence what you're saying is the paradigm has shifted so when i say that the democrat party has been taken over by the soviets by the weather underground and the republican party has morphed into a hybrid democrat party am i wrong
3: well it depends on the issue i would say this um, that would lend some credence to your view although i don't fully subscribe to it is let's take obamacare as an example so Obamacare was a massive political failure for Democrats in twenty ten and twenty fourteen. They lost over the course of Obama's presidency about a thousand seats, and Obamacare had, you know, a lot to do with that. And yet, Obamacare has changed the conversation when it comes to what kind of health care Americans expect. Because the for the first time, what Obamacare did was make it illegal for an insurance company to make a an economic decision and refuse coverage on the basis of pre-existing conditions. It made it illegal to uh, install a lifetime cap, another form of a capitalist way of approaching how you provide insurance and the freedom for companies and individuals to, to form whatever contract they want. And now, even though Obamacare failed politically so much, Republicans are running around in every campaign, in every race, no matter how conservative, no matter how red, and promising that they support government protections for pre-existing conditions and lifetime caps. That's
1: right. And so that,
3: that what people expect out of health care is completely different and much more to the left than it was when Obama was elected.
1: All right. He is David Drucker, senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. David, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. And he joined us on the turnkey.pro answer line.
0: The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.